What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. TFA fam, welcome into the first official video of the uh, of the offseason. Just because the fantasy playoffs are over does not mean that the content stops here. And what better way than to take a way too early look at some rankings. Tonight we're going to kick it off with quarterback and tight end. It goes without saying there's going to be a boatload that changes. But it's just to get an idea of where we're sitting now at the end of the season as we're looking ahead to the 2022 season. So let's kick it off with quarterback. Kevin has Patrick Mahomes at one, followed by Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, Jalen Hurts, Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, Russell Wilson, and Tom Brady at 12. For me, I have Lamar at one, Patrick Mahomes at two. I took the liberty of adding Deshaun Watson in here at three. Obviously, there's a lot. We still have to figure out what's going on with him. Herbert at four, Kyler Murray at five, Josh Allen at six, Joe Burrow at seven, Jalen Hurts at eight. Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott, Trey Lance, and then Tom Brady at 12 for me as well. So, Kev, uh, we talked pre-show. Sure. We're going to keep this light. We're not going in-depth. There's We still have seven months ahead of us to, to really dive into these guys. But just your, you know, some general thoughts, what, you know, first firsthand thoughts at quarterback for 2022. I think there's going to be, I mean, as you mentioned, there's a lot that we need to kind of get information on, right? Uh, we have so many teams that need a quarterback. We have guys like Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson that could all be traded over this offseason or moved. I, I think the one that really stood out to me when I was putting these, with these together were uh, Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow. Uh, you know, Herbert was fantastic this year. He had a little bit of lulls, uh, but overall, I mean, he was solid. They're going to be, be bringing back a lot of the same. I do think that that situation is going to be an interesting one to monitor because Mike Williams is a free agent after this year. And so, you know, they're going to probably need another wide receiver, but we could also see Josh Palmer really move up the ranking. Somebody that we really like. They started to lean on him as the season started to wind down and we'll see what, how they, how do they utilize him in the playoffs. But I mean, I think that he could end up stepping into that wide receiver two role. Keenan Allen's getting a little bit older off, off Austin, obviously Austin Eckler has been great this year, but this they could be a team that looks to spend some money this offseason, whether that be you know be a free agency you know on a number two wide receiver with a massive amount of guys, but you also have the other situations like you know where they could draft somebody as well. But you know Joe Burrow is the one that really stands out to me here. He's kind of the guy that you know I have at four, much higher than everybody else, but. I mean, he played great this year. He finished the QB5 weeks 1 through 17, uh, had nine QB1 weeks, six QB2 weeks, and then one QB3 weeks. So he was really consistent, giving you pretty consistent fantasy production. 20 and a half fantasy points per game. Finished with 4,600 passing yards and 34 passing touchdowns for the fantasy season. Um, he was just excellent this year. First in adjusted completion percentage. Now, the thing that they need to focus on this offseason is getting that man in offensive line. They cannot continue 
to let him get destroyed like he is. He was he allowed or he was sacked the most of any quarterback this year. They still have him under his rookie contract, so they can really do a lot this offseason to really help out. And my goodness, is there a team with better young weapons than this? Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. Tyler Boyd, but they're a team that can spend more, you know, improve this defense, improve the offensive line, and the sky's the limit for Joe Burrow in this offense next year. And so I think we can see this offense take another step forward next year. Yeah, the only reason why I had him a little bit lower, uh, like you said, you have him at four, I have him at seven, is from weeks one to 15, he was QB nine. And those last two weeks where he has just been on absolute tear has bumped him up to QB five. I think. 20% of his passing yards came in the last two games and almost 24% of his touchdowns came in the last two games. And I, it's just been like a weird season for them offensively because we really saw them lean on Joe Mixon, you know, the first several weeks of the year. And then the, obviously, you know, the past couple of weeks, they've been opening up a little bit more. And then like you said, hopefully with the, the offensive line coming in, that'll have them be a little bit more balanced and, you know, potentially lead more toward the pass next year and allow Joe Burrow to do his thing because he has looked really good the past couple of weeks. The only other thing I want to mention really quickly, like I said, Deshaun Watson, I have a three. I just kind of want to float his name out there. We're not going to talk about the, the off the field accusations and everything that's, you know, going on with him. But the last time we saw this guy play, he was literally having an MVP worthy ish type of season and probably would have been in the discussion for it had he not been playing for a four-win Houston Texan team. I mean, he was in the top three to five in most quarterback uh, categories. He was leading in a couple of them as well. And we have to remember that was with without DeAndre Hopkins as well. And the only time Will Fuller has basically played a, a full season. So, you know, we still have to figure out what's going to happen with or without a suspension and all that yet. But uh, just wanted to float that out there as just a a slight reminder that Deshaun Watson is a, is a baller. And then I, I just truly cannot wait to see a full season of Trey Lance. I think it's going to be more along the lines of a Jalen Hurts kind of season where, you know, th there were I, – I was looking at it before we jumped on, and I, I don't have the number on the top of my head, but there were a lot of games where Jalen Hurts had less than like 200, 170, 150 passing yards and was still a top 10 quarterback. And I feel like we could see something similar with Lance. Let's go ahead and jump over to the tight end. Kicking things off, Kev, you have Kelsey at one, followed by Kittle, Darren Waller, Mark Andrews, Kyle Pitts, TJ Hawkinson, Dallas Goddard, Dawson Knox, Noah Fant, Patty Fry, Dalton Schultz, and Mike Gusecki. Two free agents at the tight end position, wrapping things up for you as your tight end ones. For me, I have a Kittle, Kelsey, Waller, Pitts at four, Mark Andrews, TJ Hawkinson, Dallas Goddard, Dawson Knox, Patty Fry, Dalton Schultz, Mike Isecki, and then Noah Fant for me at 12. Kev, same thing here with the tight ends. Early thoughts, you know, what are you liking? What are you not liking? So as far as the tight ends are concerned, um, I think for a lot of people, they're not going to have Kelsey at one this year. I think he finishes tight end two this year, I believe, yeah. among all tight ends. Mark Andrews is just crazy run at the end of the year and you know Travis Kelsey missing week 16 due to COVID kind of dropped him down just a little bit but he was still really good this year people talk about him this year like he was like he was terrible he still averaged 16.6 fantasy points per game he was still the cheat code that he that, that 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 he's been over the last three or four years especially with Patty Mahomes it's just 
you know, he had a few games here and there where he just wasn't as consistent, especially, you know, weeks 13 and 14 really had 5.7 apiece. But, uh, you know, other than that, I mean, he really only had one other game where he scored less than double-digit uh, PPR points. Finished with 11, 1,100 receiving yards, nine touchdowns, and 88 receptions. And like I said, he did so in only 15 games. Now, is he worth the number one over uh, number one pick, a first-round pick like a lot of people have taken him? I've never been a huge advocate of taking a tight end that high. But I still, I still think the the, the positional uh, advantage that you gain with him is still there. Like, and this offense is the one that struggled a lot this year. That you know had some really bad weeks, but he still has been consistent all year. I don't think anything is going to change. He's only thirty two years old. He's not, you know, he just turned thirty two, and so I think he can be fine for a few more years. He's been somebody who's never really dealt with injury. That's never been his thing. He's always been, stayed pretty consistent in terms of health. And so, like I said, the only game he missed this year was due to COVID. And so I think Travis Kelsey is fine this year, but I think a lot of people are going to knock him down this year. And I think that's a mistake. Now, the other guy that I think that people are going to overdraft next year is Mark Andrews. People are going to look at what Mark Andrews did, especially over the last three weeks of the season and try to and try to justify drafting him as, as, as uh, the number one tight end off the board. And I think that's a, a big time mistake. We're talking about an mm-hmm. offense that typically does not throw this much. And they really had to throw the ball a lot more this year. I think they were 11th uh, overall in pass attempts on the season. And if you would have said, uh, told me that the, the Baltimore Ravens were going to be you know, that high in pass attempts this year, everybody would have been drafted uh, Lamar Jackson number one overall, right? But they just had to throw the ball a lot this year. Uh, because of the fact that you know that they, their defense was ravaged by injuries, they weren't able to lean on the run. They they lost J.K. Lost Dobbins, eighteen they lost, running backs. Yeah, Gus Edwards. All these guys were lost, so they had to throw the ball. That's not going to happen again next year. So those that target share that, that that he saw this year is going to go down for Mark Andrews. And so I'm just saying, people do not draft Mark Andrews over these guys because. I, I think Mark Andrews is great, like, but this is just not the offense that this is going to happen with. The man had 138 targets this year. That's first among all all, all tight ends. It's not going to happen again. He's likely going to lose 20 to 30 targets. You probably see Rashad Bateman get more involved in the offense, you know, and you know some of the other wide receivers that they that they've drafted and they they have with Marquise Brown. And so I think he's going to fall a little bit. Still love Mark Andrews, but he's going to be overdrafted to the point where I can't draft him. I just want to add a couple of things here with Mark Andrews. I had some some notes on him as well. Just to throw this out there as, you know, some more caution. Andrews has had eight double-digit targets in 61 career games. Three of those have come while Lamar Jackson has been out. And he those games also account for three of his seven 100-yard games as well. So I, I'm with you there. I'm, you know, obviously top five, absolutely but don't go crazy. Don't overdraft him because of the uh, the run that he has been on. And then I just want to talk about Kyle Pitts real quick. He had one of the quietest 1,000-yard seasons that I can remember. And that is not even taking into consideration of, you know, he did that as a rookie with insane expectations. You know, it, w- it wasn't a massive blow-up year, but the Falcons offense also ranked seventh in total yards, and they also had the sixth lowest scoring offense as well. Pitts was also tight end five and half PPR uh, scoring despite fighting the end zone one time on the year. So this dude's going to be a monster. I'm more than happy to take him as a top five tight end next year. And I hope everyone who has, you know, drafted him highly fades him next year. And the people who were already fading him were staying away thinking he wasn't worth the price. And then just really quickly, Dallas Goddard, we both like him going into 2022 he was 15th in targets among tight ends, but still finished as tight end six and half PPR scoring. That was only with four touchdowns. So it's not like he did it with double digit touchdowns and, you know, find the end zone a bunch. 
So I'm really looking forward to seeing what Goddard can do in his first full season as the clear-cut tight end one in Philly. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that uh, as well. And I think some of the other just lower-end tight ends, Noah Fant can be one that's really interesting. If the Broncos, the Broncos have to go out and address the quarterback position this year. They cannot go into the season. They're not going to go in with Teddy Bridgewater. They're not going to go into it with Drew Locke, a quarterback. I think they're going to be one of the teams that really that we have to look Sam at. Sam yeah, I hope not. Please, please, Lord, no. But um, I, I do think that they're going to be a team that's going to be in a running for Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson. I'd say yeah. that they have to. I mean, they, their offense is ready built for a quarterback. That's all they are away. Their defense is great. Their offense has all the pieces with Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Noah Fant, Javante Williams at running back. They have all the pieces to be a top 10 uh, offense, right? So any quarterback's going to love to come into a spot like this. Their offensive line is solid. So I hope that the Broncos could figure something out, you know, for fantasy purposes and, and get this and get this done because we see a lot of these guys shoot up. No fan. All of a sudden when people may even be a little bit hesitant, like what I am at nine or tw- you have at 12, people would be a little hesitant to take him because of, you know, how bad this passing offense is. But if they can go out and add a quarterback this year, he is going to be a guy that shoots up for people, super athletic tight end. And then, you know, the other ones, uh, Dalton Schultz is a free agent this year. I hope he goes back to the, the Cowboys. They're going to need him because Michael Gallup is also a free agent. So I can see a possible franchise tag for Schultz, but he has been great this year. And so I, I can't imagine they're going to let him walk. And then Mike Kosicki, you know, would love to see him maybe, maybe go to Cincinnati. You know, Cincinnati could use another tight end. But so I think these bottom half guys are going to be the guys that are going to, we're going to cycle out the most. And we'll talk about some more in depth as, as the season turns. But other than that, just keep it locked in here. We're going to continue to do these. We have a lot more content coming. NFL draft season is not, it's like four months away. I mean, four months away. It's going to go by really quickly. We have a lot of player profiles. We're going to start jumping into the draft. A lot of the players, senior bowl, uh, combines coming, frames, you know, a couple of months away. And so keep it locked in here. We're not going anywhere. Hit that like and subscribe if you haven't. We will catch you on the next one. Peace. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done.